Welcome to episode 168 of the Ben Briggs podcast. I am Ben Briggs. It is uh, it's Saturday again, people. Saturday. Uh, Saturday, the 12th of December, 2000, 2020. And um, I hope uh, we're kicking on. We're kicking on this month, aren't we, babies? Um, soon be Christmas. What we got? Two weeks? Um Two weeks until Christmas. Get that shopping in now, baby. Uh, Amazon and all that shit are fucking going loopy um, at the minute. All the orders and shit like that. You see the timescales going down on the orders and shit. Fuck me. Jesus. Uh, is it going to come? Is it not going to come? Who fucking knows? Um, so, uh, yeah, I've had a pretty pretty chipper week this week. Um it's been all right working the old fucking day job, and I still missing uh, doing stand up uh, terribly. It's fucking uh, I don't know. This just seems the new normal now, doesn't it? Like not to quote that fucking overused phrase, the new normal. That's uh, that's another fucking uh, new phrase we've had to get used to, isn't it? Like uh, lockdown and shit like that. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it just seems fucking a world away since I did my last gig. And I still refuse to do Zoom gigs, even though uh, everybody seems to have buckled under the pressure and seems to class that as entertainment. <laughs> ah, who wants to see me sitting in a fucking chair spouting shit, eh? That's it. This uh, podcast, uh, on that note, is also available on YouTube if you want to see me sitting in a chair spouting shit. Um, so yeah, um, so yeah, yeah, it's just, just, uh, getting up early, fucking go to work, uh, coming home from work and then, um, essentially, uh, sleeping, eating, uh, repeat. That's it. Sleep, eat, sleep again, get up, go to work, repeat, repeat five days a week, have two days off. There we go. Um, I feel for everybody out there at the moment. Um, who can't do fuck all. I'm starting to get a little bit of cabin fever. Um, it's been long enough, and it although it's looking like um, at least sort of uh, February, March time, by the time we're going to be uh, able to do fucking anything. Um, it's going to be a weird thing because of like, obviously over Christmas, you can go and see people here now, but it's only for like a day. I think I think you're only uh, you can only spend like 24 hours in somebody else's house and it's only like two it's only people in your little fucking bubble um so it's going to be a bit shit for some people but um I've got my christmas sorted so in my own little bubble so um I shall be uh, I shall be traveling up to that bubble and uh, filling it with my presents for christmas uh literally my presents um Talking of presents, this is a tenuous link. There has been a present. All Indiana Jones fans out there, um, there is. It's been announced that um, uh, Indiana Jones Five is gonna has got a release date, the twenty ninth of April, twenty twenty two. I don't know about you lot, but I fucking love those films. Um, well, even even the new ones yes because the character's that strong even the one with Shia LaBeouf in yeah it's all right but it's not as good as the originals i get it he's a little bit too loved he's old up uh loved up he's a little bit older isn't he? but um 
yeah, I I quite enjoy those films. I fucking love those films. I think it's, um, Harrison Ford has placed some of the best sort of like roguish sort of uh, uh, leading men um, over the years with Han Solo and um, Indiana Jones. But um, yeah, it's meant to be, uh, it's going to be released by Disney as well. So it's bound to be a bit lame ass, but um, it should be all right. His final adventure. Um, I don't know uh, what the plot is. Should we see if we can find the plot on here, people? Indiana Jones is trying to break out of a care home. Uh, <laughs> he must, how old is he? He must be 70s, isn't he? Uh, cast release date. Indiana Jones 5. Here we go. Wiki fandom. What is the plot? Um... Well, things can't always be the way you want them to be. Oh. Indiana Jones is the colloquial title uh, of an upcoming fifth uh, theatrical installment during the 2020 uh, Disney Investigator Day. The film was officially announced in 2016. Oh, uh, but they've had, oh, this is uh, behind the scenes press release. Oh, hasn't got a plot. Uh, pretty much like Indiana Jones for that. <laughs> Aren't they fucking running out of, like, supernatural shit to do? You had the Last Crusade, didn't you? Like, for the Holy Grail. You had the Ark of the Covenant. Covenant? Uh, Covenant. Um, the third, the uh, Temple of Doom thing, didn't you? And then fucking aliens in the last one, so fuck knows. But um, I, I'm not going to lie to you, people. I am a little bit excited about this. Let's have some tea. I'm a little bit excited because everything is coming to an end. And I think for me, when Harrison Ford eventually dies, how old is he now? 70, what? 78? 78 years old he is. Yeah, he's nearly fucking 80 years old and he's being in Diana Jones again. I think uh, he had that Muhammad Ali period where he uh, went away from being in Diana Jones. Not that Muhammad Ali was, but when he went away from boxing where uh, they were probably going to be his best years as Indiana Jones, but he decided to do other stuff. And now he's come back and he's sort of like Ali in the late stages. He's just like fucking hanging on to people and shit like that and just giving them a little jab every now and again. Bit more overweight, not can't move as quick. Uh, so we'll see what that's like. Hopefully Disney won't like fucking absolutely destroy it. Um, but uh, you never know, do you? Um the last one was, you know, it's so cool in the like the first two shirt open, you know, like ripped shirt, combats on, um, the old uh, Federer, the old uh, tennis players at, um, yeah, but uh, it, anyway, I I don't know people, I'm fucking looking forward to it anyway. Um, and if he can pull off, like, uh, I imagine he's going to have stuntmen doing it. God knows how old his stuntmen are. Um, but, but fucking hell, nearly 80 years old and still doing Indiana Jones. I take my hat off to you, Harrison. Definitely. Um, there's been uh, news this week as well. Uh, I was looking, um, because obviously they're, they're fucking rolling out the old Vactims. Uh, Vactims? Vaccines. Um, uh, they started doing that the other week. Like last week or whatever. Last episode. But uh, and William Shakespeare was the uh, first uh, first guy to have it uh, here in the UK. That was uh, he was the first man to have it um, here in the UK. 
but uh, which is a little bit odd. Um, Mac, I think it, I I think they chose that name just so it was newsworthy, so they could say that William Shakespeare had um, had the first was the first man to have the vaccine. Hey, there was a woman who had it before him. I know, I know, I know, I know, people. I know. Let's all calm down. A bit more tea there. Um, yeah, so uh, there's uh, the PVA, People's Vaccine Alliance. They sound like, um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the film Who Dares Wins, um, but uh, uh, they sound like the fucking, uh, the villains out of that. Uh, the People's Vaccine Alliance. Um, now, these people, uh, Gavi, the Vaccine Alliance, what's this? People's Vaccine, home, the People's Vaccine, a growing movement and health and humanitarian organisations, past and present. Uh, <coughs> sorry about that. I just laughed at all the pictures where everybody's like hugging each other in fucking masks and shit. Free from patents, a People's Vaccine, not a profit vaccine. Oh, right, okay. How are they getting along with that? Because these people don't like look like they're trained virologists that could produce a vaccine. We're going to produce a people's vaccine that is free from profit. How are you going to do that? We haven't thought it through yet. We just like the idea that it's a people's vaccine that's free from profit. Yeah, well, that sounds a good idea. But uh, <laughs> AstraZeneca and Pfizer have already got their baby and they are milking it. Instead, they are protected. Yeah, our best chance of all staying safe is to ensure a COVID-19 vaccine is available for all as a global common good. This will only be possible with a transformation in how vaccines are produced and distributed. Pharmaceutical corporations must allow the COVID-19 vaccines to be produced as widely as possible. They're not going to spend fucking millions in research and uh, then go, hey, here's a formula. Have it yourself. A growing movement, health, humanitarian organisations, past and present world leaders, health experts, faith leaders and economists urging that when safe and effective vaccines are developed, they are produced rapidly at scale and made available for all people in all countries free of charge. Um, well, you know, like that is nice and... Uh, I imagine, like, very noble, but um, unfortunately, uh, live in the fucking real world. It doesn't work that way. People's fucking vaccine people. Anyway, um, the People's Vaccine Alliance um, have, uh, um, have said that uh, rich countries... I said this on a podcast last time. Didn't I say this on the podcast last time? That... Um, uh, rich countries are hoarding the vaccines um, at the expense of uh, of poorer countries. But, um, you know, again, unfortunately, that is the way the world works. Um, of course, you know, like the rich countries aren't going to go, oh, fuck it, we'll give everything to the poor countries and then our people can go fuck themselves. Um, yeah, unfortunately, that's it. It's the small man getting fucked again, isn't it? You know, it's the same old story, isn't it? You know, when people are starving uh, in in Ethiopia in the 80s and that, it wasn't like it wasn't like the fucking rich people starving, was it? It was the poor, poor people 
with their bloated bellies and the flies around them and shit like that, wasn't it? It's all the same thing, people. It's all a conspiracy. Have you been watching like a lot of YouTube documentaries, Ben? Well, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. They're taking us down, man. They're taking us down. They want to get rid of us. Um, let's calm down a little bit, shall we? Um, let's have a bit of tea. Yeah, so um, the PVA, uh, People's Vaccine Alliance. PVA, isn't that glue? Did they, uh, did they mess up there? People's Vaccine Alliance, that's one of them. There seems to be a lot, though. There seems to be a lot of vaccine alliances. People's Vaccine Gavi, the Vaccine Alliance. Oxfam campaigners warned 9 out of 10 people in poor countries went peoplesvaccine.org. UNAIDS, rich nations vaccinating one person every second while poor people, poor countries aren't. BMJ, oh, God, there's there's an awful lot of, I never knew stuff like this existed, where people have just, like, set up, like, now vaccine alliances um, so that uh, the next pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic wasn't the first to devastate the world and it won't be the last. Oh, fucking hell, these are all doom and gloom, aren't they? In a new series, we round up emerging infections uh, that could destroy the world. Jesus. Oh, God. Obligatory picture of mother and child there. Child. Mother looking at the camera. Child looking away. Um, Help save my child. That's basically what it means, isn't it? Kovac, Kovac updates participates on participants on delivery delays for vaccines from Serum Institute of India. Uh well, I'm sure they're doing a good job, and it's like a COVAX vaccine rollout. 32 million COVAX vaccine ships, participants 60. I don't know what that means. There's a lot of figures and facts on here. Um, the COVID-19 vaccine race. Preclinical, 184 vaccines. Fucking hell. Phase one. Are undergoing safety tests in healthy young individuals. There's 29 of those. Phase two. 28 vaccines are being tested in broader groups of people. Phase three, 21 vaccines are in large international trials to test their impact on COVID-19. 13 of have been approved vaccines are approved and licensed for general use. And phase four is five vaccines are being monitored in the wider population after being approved. So there's 13 different vaccines at the minute. So there's 13 different companies, I imagine, um, vying for the position of chief vaccine. <laughs> this will be one of those awards ceremonies. And this year's uh, COVID vaccine of the year goes to... Drum roll, please. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, it's... Um, well, of course, people are going to make profit, aren't they? Um, out of it. Of course, people are going to do that, the companies that develop it. And in a perfect world, it would be lovely, wouldn't it? You know, to go outside and there's sweets growing in the garden and the flowers taste like chocolate and, you know, we're all living in Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Uh, yeah, it'd be lovely like that. But, you know, there's unscrupulous bastards who want to make money out of other people's suffering. This should not be a massive surprise. You know, if there wasn't, there would be no weapons industry. Would there? Um, 
I don't know, people. I just think it's a little naive um, to think that um, these companies are going to develop the vaccine and then just give it away. What was that thing that that American guy, was it like a diabetes treatment or some sort of treatment where he got the patent for it and it cost a dollar and then he ramped up the price to $200 or something and then had to... uh, and then got taken to court about it. I don't know. There's some vague memory I've got about that. A bit more tea there. That's what individuals are like. People are unscrupulous bastards and they want to make money. Uh, this should not be a massive shock to these people. Anyway, the point the PVA, the PVA glue people, the People's Vaccine Alliance are making is that rich countries are starting to hoard all the vaccines. But apparently... What I heard, now this is not true or whatever, but like the vaccines are only, they have to chuck a load of vaccines out at the end of the day if they haven't been used because they're only good for one day, um, which seems worrying. <laughs> that seems to be an awful lot of, you know, that this vaccine only lasts for a day in a fucking test tube and then has to be chucked out. I don't, I don't know, people... I know you're probably shouting at this podcast at the moment going, it's because of this reason, you thick twat. Well, you know, I'm not a trained virologist, am I? You know, I haven't come up with any vaccines, as I don't think you have. And you're probably only better informed than me because you've read fucking Google. Calm down. Calm down, man. Um, anyway, um, yeah, so uh, us rich people in the West are hoarding away from other people in uh, poorer countries. So... You know, it's almost like people have some sort of selfish, I'm going to look after myself, Jack, I'm all right, um, way about them. Um, I know, who'd have thought that? Who'd have thought that? Uh, On a different note, continuing the theme of the last few podcasts of people who have died, uh, Barbara Windsor, Dame Barbara Windsor, uh, died um, this week, yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, yesterday. uh, it's the uh, uh, the thing that got me about this, obviously, is the memes that are going round. Anybody who doesn't uh, know Barbara Windsor, i.e. basically um, uh, anybody outside of the UK, I think, she was um, in the Carry On film. She was the sort, you know what I mean? The saucy sort. Um, blonde hair, big boobs, um pretty much like a um an east end marilyn monroe uh basically uh she was in uh all the carry a lot of the carry on films she was always a saucy nurse that everybody oh fucking hell oh fucking hell everybody sort of like basically she was a young blonde woman who in every carry on film uh middle aged wrinkly men 70s middle-aged men so they're like the same as 80 year olds now they were 1970s middle-aged men lusting after a young 20 20 year old woman uh in in some sort of weird um carry on that sort of have a load of that and then all turn around and then a bucket of paint that they were painting would fall on their heads or something like that when it and she'd swan off into the hospital to some sort of like uh upbeat saucy music um yeah anyway she's fucking dead um that's the point i'm trying to make um 
she uh yeah she 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 died this week so apparently she had um uh dementia so um uh there was a documentary about it uh that ross kemp did like she had dementia and her husband was on it she wasn't on it because i think she was in a fucking bad way um you know uh not particularly nice but um I tell you what, I, I have seen the memes. The, th- the one thing that pissed me off about it was the memes, the memes, the memes. Um, because um, it's like any fucking thing when uh, um, anything like this happens. They posted up all of the dead people from the Carry On films. Um, and uh, uh, I don't know who, who does these things, whether people you know, genuinely think it's like a, a good tribute or genuinely just posting it or, oh, it's always sort of like some sort of, you know, has some sort of sincerity to it as if, you know, this is the way it should be. But it was just like a picture of all of the people from the Carry On films who had died over the year, over the years with um, um, Barbara, a picture of Barbara Windsor alongside them as well saying, the gang's back together. You might as well just say they're all fucking dead. All of these actors are now fucking dead. The gang's back together. Like that, Jesus. Fucking, like they're up, you know. And there's always an allusion to heaven and how they're, you know. She's, I imagine she's walking around to that sort of music, like in heaven and... uh uh Sid James is fucking hell. Um, yeah, so uh, it's always that. There's always some sort of poignant meme. That's it. Every life now will be bookended. Will be their last bookend will be a fucking meme about them. You know that somebody else who doesn't fucking know them has posted up there just to get fucking likes out of their death. That's basically it now, isn't it? That's what we're doing. Let's uh, send around a post or a meme about somebody famous so we can get likes and shares out of their fucking death. Jesus. Oh, dear. I don't know. Um, I need tea, people. I need tea. It's just, there just seems to be a lack, if anything by trying to be poignant and sincere about it, there is a massive lack of sincerity in um, any sentiment that um, people do at the end of, uh, via, you know, a Twitter post or via a Facebook post. At the end of somebody's life, it all just seems, oh, God. And then somebody will post, oh, she was the most amazing actress that ever lived. No, I, I, I don't think so. You know, she if she was, you know, she wouldn't have been in EastEnders, I imagine. She'd have been doing Hollywood films. Um, you know, that's just me, isn't it? You know, um, she wouldn't have done the carry-on films, maybe. Ah, but she did this and that and this, yeah, but it, she wasn't a major Hollywood star, was she? You know, she's a bit of an institution in the UK, but that was really made out of, Carry on films, then she didn't seem to do a lot. Then she got in EastEnders and then she went, you know, lost her mind and died. Um, <laughs> that's not an obituary you're going to hear very often, people. Um, 
I don't know. This is this is exactly why I don't write obituaries. Um, let's. Uh, yeah. So. Um, so it's a bit of a shame because she was a bit of a British institution. Um, but um, I don't know. I don't know. It's just people just go too far with the old memes and shit, don't they? They're all the gangs back together. Oh my god, that's amazing. Let me share that. Let me share this. It's all about sharing. Uh, fucking um. Uh, also, as well, I saw a post on Facebook by someone who will remain nameless, and I don't know how it... I think I was going down a fucking hate rabbit hole on uh, on Facebook. Do you ever do that? Go down a hate rabbit hole on Facebook? You click on somebody, you see them post something stupid, and then you click on their fucking profile, and you've already got that idea in your head that they're a fucking dickhead, and then you just want it confirmed. <laughs> by other posts that they've previously posted. You go, oh, fucking hell. I've got to, I've just got to hate. I just want to silently sit here and hate you in my own head. Um, This was uh, somebody who posted uh, this up on there uh, saying, depression and anxiety are real. I want 22 of my friends to post this so I know who I can talk to if I ever need to. Oh, would you post that? Do you want to post, <laughs> speak to somebody who's depressed and anxious? Fuck that shit. Um, it's just the fucking, the victimhood of it and the, ah, oh, I want you when I want you. I need you now, so you have to be there for me. Fucking hell. It's just, oh. Isn't it? It's the me, me, meanness of that whole fucking post. 22, you better share this post and you better be there when I need you. When I need you. I need you. I need things sometimes. Hey, man, I need things sometimes and you weren't there for me. It's the fucking accusing fucking nature of that post. If you don't post it, then you're not going to be there for them. You know what? That's why people aren't there for you, because you make fucking posts like that and people are like, oh, God. Jesus, I couldn't think of anything worse than being there for somebody who posts that. Um, Jesus, you have to be there for me. It's all about me. You have to be there for me. Fucking. Jesus. I mean, I know I sound like I'm in a bad mood today, but Jesus Christ, is there anything more fucking up your own ass, fucking narcissistic about that? No wonder you got fucking depression and anxiety posting shit like that. Posting shit like that when people don't repost or share that post is going to give you more fucking anxiety. I guarantee it, baby. I guarantee it. Um... So I know who I can talk to if I ever need to. I'm going to need to talk to someone in the future. I don't know what the problem is yet. But I'm going to have to talk to someone in the future. And I want to know who I can bore the shit out of with. All the shit I've got to unload off my chest. Do we get to say anything? No. You get to be supportive to me and my needs. Can we not just like, can we not like have a two-sided discussion? No, you listen to my views and my problems. Then you fuck off 
and you wait by the phone until I need you to listen to my problems again. Fucking hell, man. Jesus, what is the world coming to? Maybe we ought to. Maybe that's what we ought to do. Give all the vaccines over to the poorer countries and see how they get on. See if we can reverse, like the poles of the earth reverse, we reverse the wealth of the world. Let them become rich and uh, profitable in these third world nations and see how they run the world and see if they get consumed by petty little shit. Hey, man, depression and anxiety isn't petty shit, you know. I know. I imagine most people suffer from depression and anxiety. You know, it's to suffer from those things is to be human, isn't it? It's a human trait. If you don't suffer at times from depression and anxiety and you're just high and happy all the time, you're going to be the most annoying fuck in the world. But it's not quite as bad as my depression and my anxiety. Oh, I know that. I know yours is the worst, isn't it? It's the worst depression and anxiety, isn't it? And nobody's ever experienced it as bad as you can. And we all need to be on fucking speed dial for you so you can get through your depression and anxiety that you're doing nothing about, by the way. All you're doing is posting about your depression and anxiety. You're not actually working on it. Uh, a little bit tense, so I feel a bit anxious now uh, after doing that. <laughs> um, right, that is uh, uh, episode, what are we on? Like 30 minutes. Um, that is episode 168. What a way to end this episode, people. Um that is episode 168 of the Ben Briggs podcast. If you want to contact me at all or um, cancel me for that uh, outburst on depression and anxiety there, you can uh, first let me know you're going to cancel me uh, by emailing me uh, abusive emails, podcast at benbriggs.co.uk. I will be back on Tuesday, uh, motherfuckers. Uh, have a good rest of your weekend. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Saturday and your Sunday, and I will speak to you on Tuesday. Take care. <laughs>